Hello and welcome to episode three of Eddie and Mal Kitch their, their coverage. Uh, today we are focusing on the NFC East section of the 2019 draft. Uh, Amara kick us off with the Cowboys. We didn't have a first rounder uh, through Amari, Amari Cooper's trade. Uh, so I'm going to go with Conor McGovern, the guy out of Penn State in round three. The NFL.com comparison is Tennessee, Tennessee Titans' Roger Saffold, who was part of uh, last season's NFC Championship winning LA Rams O-line. Quite surprised he's not my job as a head coach somewhere. Um, uh, McGovern was a quick, uh, has quick feet, good hands, uh, can get to the next level and give the linebackers a bit of something. Uh, he's comfortable in pass protection and a tasty run blocker. Uh, primarily a right guard at college. Uh, he's not beating all pros like mine, uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the Cowboys have planned for him. Uh, at worst, he adds good depth to the line uh, and can play centre if they need him. Eddie? Um, yeah, like as you said, first round was given to the Raiders for Amari Cooper. Second round, they picked up Tristan Hill. Um, De- Tristan Hill, that is. De- defensive tackle from UCF. Last season, he didn't get a lot of plays. Um, it's been mentioned that there was a bit of a rift between himself and coaches for him not giving full effort all the time. But whenever the team seemed to be in the sticky stuff, they brought Tristan Hill on because his talent was undeniable. Um, when he did play in the UCF champion championship team you know when they were the national champions when they went undefeated for the full season he was probably the best player in the team um he's a very very good player he's got quickness and power his first steps really fast but similar to a lot of the players in who were playing as defensive tackles in this draft he needs to work on his pass pass rush plan but i think while playing at the cowboys who've got a fantastic defensive line and he's just added to the depth again i think he will develop pretty well under that regime, um, there's the ceiling's really really high, but there's a lot of mentions about his motivation, and the Cowboys' defensive coach has actually made him sign a work ethic agreement, which, according to um Daniel Jeremiah, he makes all of his defensive linemen uh, sign. So that's always a little bit of fun. In round three, as Matt mentioned, they took Gonna McGovern, guard out of Penn State. Um, this just shows me that the Cowboys are putting a lot of real estate into both of the lines, getting the trenches trenches built up, and I hundred percent understand it. When you look at the teams in their division that are, could be competing, the Philadelphia Eagles are a good team. They worked on their trenches. Um, their offensive and defensive line in their Super Bowl winning year was brilliant. There were depth and there were a lot of talent. The Cowboys need to match that and probably try and overtake them. The Redskins have got good good players in the row line and the D line. They built on it this season, which I'll allude to later on. But um it's, it's where football games can be won in the trenches and when them big boys are going against each other, you want a player like Connor McGovern. Um I do think he's gonna be rotational. They've already got some very good players on the offensive line. It's a top five offensive line. He'll be playing alongside the likes of Zach Martin, Travis Fredericks coming back from his season off due to his illness. Um, Connor's got good quickness and good mobility to get to the second level. Um, he's very, very clean when he's pulling guard, uh, but he can fail to pick up blitzers, but this will be something that's worked on while he's with the Cowboys because they have developed some players into fantastic elite offensive linemen. Um, he's got serviceable hands and a good, good core strength, which will be good when he's going against the likes of Fletcher Cox and it will help cover up some of his deficiencies but like I say I think he's going to be he's going to be there for rotation and to keep people fresh and in case there's any injuries which they did have last season 
He does need to work on his hand fighting though, which again, it'll be something that's worked on. In round four, this is one of my favourite pickups by them. They picked up Tony Pollard, a running back out of Memphis. Um, as they've already got Ezekiel Elliott, who is a top three running back in the league, it's a bit of a head-scratcher as to why they're using draft capital to pick him up. But it's basically because he's a different type of player. He's a massive weapon in the passing game. Um, he's an experienced punt returner. And he could just be a good safety valve for um, Dak Prescott. You know, when he's under pressure, he's got nowhere to go. Bump him, knock that ball straight off Tony Pollard. He'll be able to pull away from defenders. And he'll probably be using jet sweeps. And that'll be a nice little break for... Ezekiel Elliott and also hopefully creates for the Cowboys create some big plays for Dak so they can move up and down the field he does lack power so he's not going to be much good for short yardage but again they've got Ezekiel Elliott who does not lack power he's not a burner but he does have good burst he's not going to take it 60 and not be caught but he could take it 30 40 you know if he's given a little bit of space but all in all I think he's a good pickup for him he's that um, little bit of it's building the running back group into something a little bit different each time. They do say the same about receivers. You need to have a basketball team. I don't understand why. I don't like basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and then round five, um, it appears they're trying to um, cash in on the music scene. They've picked up Michael Jackson, the lead singer of Jackson 5, <laughs> and Joe Jackson, his dad, who I thought unfortunately passed away. I thought both passed away. Oh, well, I didn't want to go too deep. I mean, I could be wrong. Um, I know, I mean, he's half man, half um, plastic, to be fair. Tupperware, is it not? (laughs) Um, But yeah, Michael Jackson's a cornerback out of Miami and Joe Jackson, the defensive end out of Miami. So they've played together for a few years, which I suppose that's a bonus for them both. Um, I do think both of them are going to need developing, which is what they've been picked up for. I don't think they're going to be straight into the team. Um, MJ doesn't have a lot that stands out to me. He just seems to be like you just... Stereotypical corner. Um, he's got corner, like you know, the normal corner measurables. And Joe Jackson is a div- is a development end in that line, which is already stacked. Which again, the stack again. Um, I think he's just going to be there to be developed and probably in their hopes, be a good enough player to take over some of the players who are going to be looking for the big contracts. And the last player I want to talk about is Jalen Jakes out of Oregon. I've had my ears pricked up about him already. He's got all the traits that he needs, similar to the likes of Daniil Hunter. All the traits, but just needs more coaching. He was picked up in round seven, so with them picking up so many other defensive linemen, he might not make the roster. And hopefully there's a certain team knocking about that I like that can pick him up and develop him. <laughs> but yeah, the cow- the Cowboys, I think it would be decent enough. Okay, cool. <clears throat> we shall now move on to uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh I've gone in after the round one pick from uh, Washington State, uh, Andrew Dillard. Uh, Eddie mentioned him earlier on. Also, the previous drafts, uh, previous pod, even. Um, he's quick on his feet. He needs to get his hands inside more. And by that, I mean get his hands onto the chest plate of a, a defender rather than onto the shoulders and their arms. Uh, if you don't do that, you don't learn how to do that, he's going to get Wentz killed. Um, he needs to keep them down as well as he, he has a tendency to sort of like aim sort of shoulder and above. So he's either going to end up getting. Uh, flag for holding or hands to the face, which is going to kill the kill the offense. Um, doesn't deliver heavy block in run blocking. Uh, he sort of just sort of like flops into people rather than actually laying the wood. Um, 
he can keep his body between the quarterback and the defender though. So in pass protection, he's going to be uh, decent enough. Although I'm not, that's not confident that it's going to be enough against an NFL the end uh, with a couple of moves in the locker. Uh, hopefully, he can learn a lot and improve from uh, from Jason Peters and Coach Stroutland. Uh, Eddie? Yeah, um, obviously round one, like you said, Andre Dillard, offensive tackle out of Washington. They traded up for this pick um, with the Ravens, who traded up with them last season to pick up Lamar Jackson. So I think it was a little bit of, we've got this draft capital, but also we did you this favour, so they've done them one. The Texans were looking at getting an offensive tackle, and a lot of people said that Dillard was high on the board, so... This was a savvy move by the Eagles. Um, Dillard is a very, very athletic um, offensive tackle. His feet are exceptional. He's, he's got such quick feet. He, his quickness is probably on par with some NFL corners with his feet. Um, he's, he's, in his college, they don't really play a lot of run play. You know, They've probably got one or two um, running plays that they use and they're not really traditional run plays like you see in the NFL so that's something that coming in you'll have to work on straight away because the Eagles do utilise run play very often um, I think there's a chance for him to be elite if he gets coached properly if he work gets you know he's, as Matt mentioned his, his plan's not always great he's not got many moves that he's worked on but I think if he does get developed those those will come along and like I said he's playing with Jason Peters and a great O-line a great O-line coach you're going to be able to develop he's not the strongest as Matt says and he does flop in to players whilst run blocking and although his pass protection was very good in college as Matt said against NFL defensive ends where a lot of them are power rushes I think that's where he's going to have his biggest issues but as I've mentioned before powers, uh, power and strength are the easiest things to build on but we'll just have to see in round two I, I mean I think the Eagles had a fantastic draft considering they've only had four picks. Miles Sanders, the running back out of Penn State, has lied in weight all the previous season, the 27 season, while generational talent Saquon Barkley took the world by storm. And just, I think he must have had 90% of the reps at least. Um, this season, though, he's got his chance and he's gone out and he's shown what he can do. Um, he had one of the best combines out of all running backs and considering how bad a lot of them were, I mean, it doesn't mean he had an elite, elite one, but he did have a, a good combine. And with that put against his 1,200 plus yard season with Penn State, I think, you know, you've, you've got a player there, you've got someone who can do well. His, his athletic gifts are, are quite good. He's, he does have an issue with fumbles, which is the big worry for me. You know, he, he has lost the ball a couple of times, which you can't do in the NFL. Especially when you're in a competitive division like the NFC, NFC East, that will be something the coaches will be getting into straight away. He's got good feet. He's got good twitch and wiggle and ability and agility. He can get in and out of people. His jukes, you know, the tacklers just make their heads spin. I think, uh, but like I say, it needs to work on those fumbles and uh, alongside uh, Jordan Howard, he's going to offer something a bit different. He's big. He's strong. But I think the fact that he's more elusive than Jordan Howard will add a different dimension to the run game. And they have the second second round pick, which is JJ Arcega Whiteside, who's wide receiver out of Stanford. He's, he's a few, sir. Yeah, he's, a, <laughs> he's a, a, a big guy, and he's got shades of Alshon Jeffrey about him. He Alshon Jeffrey was Nick Foles' greatest and most favourite target on the Super Bowl run and on the playoff run last season. He's got 
decent enough hands he can catch the ball away from his body but sometimes he can he can snatch at the ball and it can be not loose but he's not afraid to open himself up to get to the ball um, he's not worked a large route tree but and he's mainly been used vertically but his technique for off line of scrimmage and his burst and short area quickness help him get away from corners and create throwing windows he's going to be a weapon in the uh, in the end zone I think with his, his size and his ability to just get that little bit of space away but there's a question mark about his run after catch but like I say if they're using him just to move the self downfield slowly and in the end zone it's going to be exactly what they need um, they also picked up Sharif Miller a defensive end from Penn State who's uh, I think he's definitely a developmental piece as I mentioned before uh, they they have good trenches offensive and defensive lines are both good and I think he'll contribute a limited base early on due to having people like Brandon Glaim and Fletcher Cox but um, he's quick out of his stance which but it's not great it's good he's um, not overly uh, not overly strong and he can he can't really use his length very well so he can't recover from certain things you know if he gets blown back a bit and from what I've seen he does tend to get blown back quite a lot uh, but yeah that's all the Eagles took yeah okay um nice little dive there ready well done uh okay we'll move on now to the uh, New York football giants uh, I looked at the uh, round three, the end from Old Dominion, Oshin Simenez. Um, <laughs> uh, NFL.com comparison was the New Orleans Saints, Trey Hendrickson. Um, from the, the tip I saw of, uh, of Jimenez, um, has a few moves in the locker, a line of scrimmage, uh, can get into the backfield, good body tackler, but lacks a little bit of length. So when he if he comes back an elusive runner he can't sort of dive him at that ankle tap if if they're giving him a step he swipes and misses more than he hits um, he can get his hands up if he realises he's in a throwing lane which is also key uh, if you can't get around the, the, the tackle or your, your offensive lineman get your hands in the air try and get your hand in the, on the ball knock it down um, he's, from what I've also seen he's a bit of an enigma uh, at times he looks like he's out of gas and the next play he's double teaming because he's just coming out on full beans Um it wouldn't be surprising me though if the Giants didn't want to use him at the end and moved him back in a linebacker because of his his vision and his uh, ability to spot when it's going to be a pass rather than a run. Uh, Ed? Yeah, I mean, everyone's knocked the Giants draft and you can understand it in some respects. I think round one, I think the, uh, they had round one A for the Giants and round one B for everybody else. Yeah. The picks they had. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones picked up from uh, Duke, a quarterback, um, I feel so sorry for this guy he's done no wrong and obviously yeah. he's been picked up by Gettleman and there's just been negativity aimed at him uh, aim at GM it's not it's not his fault he's been picked he can only come in and try his best he's a decent game manager he's got uh, average like you know decent arm talent um, and if you have a look at draft who else got drafted from Duke off offence mm, nobody uh, yeah, so um, he's had two consecutive winning seasons and two ball games in the last two years, which Duke have never done before with him at the helm. Obviously, he's had Cutcliffe as his coach, who's a fantastic coach and works really well with quarterbacks. It's been mentioned by a lot of people that Cutcliffe um, coached the Mannings. But the guy is clearly intelligent. I mean, he's in Duke, which is known for his um, academic you know, prowess. Um, yeah. He's going to New York, apparently, to follow the Chiefs model of and the Packers model of playing behind a good quarterback and learning to develop. Well, the other the Giants got a good quarterback. 
fair point. Um, I think that's. Who's he learning off? I mean, if you're telling. If you listen to David Edelman, they've got um, a potential MVP. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which, who was that? Um, it's not about Eli, is he? It must be. I mean, you Good can ask Dave Gettleman grief. yourself if you like. Um, but with mamming at quarterback should do a better job. <laughs> well, it is. Well, to be fair, it's mam mam, yeah. And, the, like say, the the players around him in New York are going to be better than the players he had at Duke. He's going to have Sterling Shepard. He's going to have Golden Tate. He's going to have Evan Ingram. And then he's going to have the stud running back, Saquon Barkley. So it should lift his game anyway. And... You know, he makes some mistakes under pressure, which all these young quarterbacks go. Yeah. And I wouldn't have picked him at pick six, personally. Maybe not have even picked him in the first round. But from, I hope he comes out and I hope he plays really, really well. Um, because the guy's, like I say, has just been poo-pooed by everybody and it's just unfair. It's dropping into that, that New York media grinder, isn't it, really? Because like, everyone's got an opinion and, and they're all right. Yeah, exactly. Um, the one two Super Bowls in the last twenty year end of the day with Eli Manning, who obviously has fallen off a long way from then, but yeah. the one seen like the favourites in either of those games and in both of those games they won. And what's to say that by building a strong team round uh, Daniel Jones that they can't do the same. Yeah. Uh, well for their sake I hope they do. For uh, his sake I hope they do. Yeah. Not for the I don't really care about Giants personally I'm not personally fan. but 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 for, for Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones yeah. yeah. I mean, do you know what? I hope he gets traded away to another team and he wins the Super Bowl with them. Yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> that'll learn them. Yeah, that'll Stupid teach Stupid Giants. Round one, the second pick was uh, the Dancing Bear, Dexter Lawrence. Uh, played at D-tackle and uh, nose tackle at Clemson, which, as mentioned before, is probably the best defensive line to ever come out of college. Um, he's, played, he's played a lot of games for him. He's played in national championships at the top college programme. And he's absolutely huge, but he's for his size, he's so fast. And to be honest with you, you don't want to be running at this guy. No. He's an absolute unit, and he's going to cause a lot of issues. The one thing I would say, though, is they had Snacks Harrison before, and this is obviously a discounted version, potential to be better. But a lot of stuff that they've done says to me that they're just trying to replace the players they've given away. they got Jabril Peppers in a trade with the Browns, and... That's that's fine, you know. Jabril didn't really do much while they were at the Browns. He was an okay player. He wasn't really a, a round one talent on from what I've seen. But, you know, they picked him up to replace the previous safety, whose name escapes me at the minute. He's at the Redskins now. Uh, uh, Collins? Yeah, Landon yeah. Collins, yeah. he uh, He's there to replace him. And I think there's a big disparity between <laughs> both of them, but... Well, what am I to say? But that's one one theme I've noticed is that they seem to be trying to replace these players. Obviously, they want to replace Eli because he's he's knocking on and his t- player's not as good with Daniel Jones. And they seem to want to replace Snacks Harrison, who was a fantastic um, you know, defensive tackle at the Lions now, unfortunately, um, <laughs> with Dexter Lawrence. But like I say, he's big and strong um, and it could be a huge piece for years, but we'll have to wait and see. And the third first round pick is DeAndre Baker, cornerback out of, out of Georgia. Um, the biggest knocking him with his speed. Um, I'm, I'm not sold on him being a first rounder and the first corner off the board. As I mentioned earlier, I felt like Greedy Williams were the best corner. Yeah, I'm surprised when they went when they when they, when they came back in to get a player. I was surprised that they went cornerback and it wasn't Greedy Williams. And the fact that they picked him up and there's concerns about his work ethic. 
And yeah, is he a good locker room guy when they've just got rid of Odell Beckham and there's been whispers about him being a bit of a nuisance in the locker room, which have been not bad by some people. But you brought this young guy in. <coughs> Sorry. Brought this young guy in who is just the average build for a cornerback and his speed's not the best. It's not slow, but it's not the best. It's four five five, And I think he'll just have to put in a scheme that suits him for him to do well, but... It does add some depth to cornerback room, which at the minute has only got Janoris Jenkins and the other draft pick, Julian Love from Notre Dame, who I'm going to talk about now. They picked him up in round four. Uh, his game film's absolutely solid. Um, he's, I wouldn't say special, but he does have depth to cornerback room and he's a decent cover corner and he's got good build-up speed, but his initial quickness ain't great, so obviously people are going to be able to get away from him early on, but he'll be able to catch up. But if you play an intermediate game, just getting ball out quick, he's probably going to struggle. But not everyone has that ability. I think he'll probably be able to be developed into a good man-to-man corner eventually, but it's going to take a little bit of patience. And the round three pick, I'm going back in time now, as we <laughs> mentioned by Matt Ocean Simmons, defensive end out of Old Dominion. I think he's the first player to be drafted out of Old Dominion. I'm not 100% sure, though. I think it has been mentioned. He's a good athlete for his size. He's got good hand usage, just like I said about Jalen Bergson. Um, he's got a few pass moves that he's utilised pretty well. And he's got a bit of shock in his hands and very good lateral quickness. Like, did you? I think you think you mentioned he's, from side to side. He's 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 pretty nifty. Um, he uses his rush plans really well, which is not something that's mentioned about a lot of these rookies, which is good. And he can judge quarterbacks' depth in the pocket yeah. quite well when trying to get to him. But like I say, he doesn't have a lot of burst. His get off um, lowers his chance of being explosive. And he doesn't have a great anchor, he can get pushed around a little bit and double teams completely take him out of, play, out, out of the game, as you were saying earlier on. Yeah. But yeah, Giants draft, I don't think it's perfect, but I think they're getting a lot more rubbish said about them than they should. Yeah, it's far from awful, but... It's, it is, yeah. It's, it's nearer brilliant than awful, but it's... It's, it's the capital, in it? It's because it's three first-rounders. I think yeah. people are expecting more for three first-rounders. Okay, cool. Um, we shall move now on to the... Uh, the NFC, the NFC's uh, Washington Redskins. Uh, I'm going to look at their round five. I'm having a bit of a reach. Uh, they're, they're sent from Alabama, Ross Pierce Baker. You'll be happy to know I'm not mentioning Ross Pierce Baker. <laughs> <laughs> um, so look, is yeah, his NFL.com comparison is the uh, former Ravens center and current free agent Matt Scurra. Uh Ross can stand DTs up, and I mean, like, he's got such a solid base. At DT comes straight out and boom, going nowhere. He's like a tank trap. Um, uh, he follows his, his, his assignments in the run block really well. Uh, he gets gets the next level, gives the linebackers a bit of stick again. Um, he needs to pick up his his, his peripheral vision, though, when, he's, when he was run blocking, because he can leave his uh, backside guard a bit isolated. Um, Watched him a couple of times where he's just sort of like um, gone to find find his next level block, but he's in his backside guard struggling with his with his DT and he's got through and onto the quarterback or into the backfield and disrupted the play. So he needs to work on that. Um, he can play guard, so it's not like he's um, much of a leap. For the, I can see the, I can't see it being much of a leap. Sorry for the Redskins playing in there, um, Ed. Um, yeah, that was impressive. That to be fair, quite in depth. I yeah, uh, I didn't pick up on that. I did have a look at him, but that's. Really, really good, especially the info on now. We, how we can you know get caught out by his guards getting pushed around, not there to support. That's that was something I didn't see at all. Oh, give over that's you. my own fault. <laughs> um, round one, Dwayne Haskins, quarterback, Ohio State. Now, I was thinking 
that maybe Karma had caught up with the Redskins after how they treated Kirk Cousins. Now, don't get me wrong, we've not treated Kirk Cousins exceptionally well. He's not the prince of uh, not the prince of Minnesota at the minute, is he? He's not. He's not favoured very well. Anyway, he's going. No. Um, I like the guy. I personally think he's getting a bit of a bad rep. I mean, this season, if he doesn't. If he doesn't shine, I think then there'll be more boo birds than there yeah. was last season, and that's that'll be fair enough because he's been given everything he could want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought the camera kicked in. Uh, then I realised it's Alex Smith, who just seems like a lovely guy who comes and just uses everything he can to try and help the team who had the honor injury and might never play again, which yeah. is absolutely awful. Yeah. Uh, and then this draft happened, which just put the nail in the coffin to know there was no such thing as karma, as the Redskins managed to pick up on the person who was widely regarded as the number two quarterback and number one before we find out found out Kylie and Murray were coming out, yeah. Dwayne Haskins. Now, what he did in college in his only starting season for Ohio State is absolutely brilliant. 50 touchdowns to eight interceptions and threw for almost 5,000 yards, which is pretty impressive. For it's someone. all right. <laughs> for his first season, it's, you yeah. know, it's very good. Um, which begs the question, why the Giants didn't go after him? Well, I think they had the man, didn't they? I think yeah. that's, that's Gettleman had a bee in his body. Uh, they have got an history of going for the senior ball MVP. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the Redskins... We're lucky enough to pick up a good young bit QB. He's a pocket passer, you know. He's, he didn't show up very well at combine with his athletic ability. He had a similar build to myself. Um, I think I might even be a bit smaller. <laughs> um, but he's not going to be running the ball around. He does have enough in him to you know make a few yards if he does need to run. Um, but he's he's not there to run. He's there to pass the ball around, be in the pocket. Yeah. A little bit similar to Kirk Cousins in all fairness. The one knock. I mean, he's oh, sorry. He's got a really strong arm as well. His long ball can be a little bit, you know, inaccurate okay. at times. But it's not awful. The one knock I would say against him is that he had Paris Campbell and Terry McLaurin as his two two of his main receivers, who both have four three speed and both have run after catchability, and both picked up in day two of the draft. Um, they did take advantage of you know some dump offs and some you know quick passes that were short to take him to house so that will have you know padded his yards a little bit but it's not all you know it's not, not all screen them. passes <laughs> but the fact that he did have that talent probably does add a bit of padding to his stats and what he has done um, being surrounded by upper level talent is something that is is a knock on him which is harsh to be fair um, there were six players drafted from the offence of Ohio State and his two like I say his two main receivers taken on day two he, he doesn't he, he doesn't come across as someone who's, to me. You know when you hear someone's name and you hear about someone, you see someone, and I think to myself, yeah, he's gonna be a star. Yeah. With Askins, I don't see it, but then there's a little, lingering part of me that thinks, what if? I mean, he's got a good rapport with McLaurin, so that should, help him, and and they've they've picked Terry McLaurin up in round three, and I'll go into detail about him after I've mentioned about. The second first round pick, which is Montez Sweat, the defensive end from Mississippi State, who is an athletic freak. And he ran a 4 4, which is faster than a lot of corners. Yeah. And he's also, you know, probably the f- one of the fastest ever for a defensive end. It's, it's elite speed. And a really got, nice guy as well. Apparently so. Yeah. Loves he's, his grandma. He's got a tremendous shock in his hands. Um, I think you're talking about Quinn Williams. I think they're both of the grandmas. 
Edmund, <laughs> yeah. Tremendous shock in his hands and really good length to create space. And he uses it quite well. And with his long arms, he's also able to wrap up people in, you know, with, with his tackles. So it's hard to get past him. He's a little bit stiff. He doesn't have good flexibility in bend, but they're the main knocks on him. We were playing on the Mississippi State alongside um, Christian, not Christian Wilkins, Jeffrey Simmons, who was rated as a top five talent in this draft, but was injured. And uh, Jonathan Abram at, sa- Abram at safety, who's, I've heard say very, very positive things about Montez Sweat. I think his athletic gifts are going to really, really um, come come to light playing in, in Washington. And I, I hope he does well for himself because this is another knock on him was the fact that he had a heart issue, which we mentioned at the Combine, but it came out just before the draft that it wasn't as bad as previously thought. Oh, it was misdiagnosed, was it not? Yeah, and I think how could it take so long for it to come out that it was misdiagnosed? This poor guy, he could have been getting top 10 money due to his ability and due to what he could do on the football pitch but because there was this mistake which didn't come out till the day before the draft or something it's just it's wrong I think even it's weird to see that even though it was clarified that there wasn't a, a problem with his heart that he still managed that there was enough doubt there for teams to keep him low on their board yeah it's it's, it's, it's silly somewhere. if it's been confirmed that there was a misdiagnosis then he should have been like you said top 10 I think though you think the day before the draft you got your big board set up it could cause some serious disruption you'd think it'd just drop everyone down a place and move him up one yeah I mean what but about you never know, the day before draft if Cal Murray falls over a balcony and breaks his arm is he going to get picked first or you know I mean he's charm I suppose yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, and there's been the odd mention of does he love football? So that's a, it's a big one. In Who the doesn't love football? Me mum. Um, <laughs> round three, Terry McLaurin, as I mentioned earlier, is so he tries so hard. He's got such good effort. So willing. He's a willing blocker, and he's very very fast. He's already got a rapport with Askins as they played at Ohio State, so I think that'll help them both as pros. He's very diverse with his yeah, his runs after catch, so he can can get past defenders. Can, yeah. Move well, shifty, and his route running is actually really good for someone uh, out of college. And at Ohio State, he's been underutilized in the previous seasons due to the quarterbacks before Haskins not being very good. So I think he could. I think he's going to be better in the NFL than he was in college. He's safe on his wear and tear as well, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, round four, Bryce Love running back out of Stanford. Now this guy would probably have been around one pick if he'd been in the twenty seventeen draft. He came second in the Eisman Trophy race. He ran for almost 2,000 yards in that season. Then this season, um, an injury ended his season and put put a big dampener on him. A lot of people were worried about... A lot of people are worried about his durability now. Um, it's, it's sad because one injury can change a man's life. But they picked him up in round four, which is earlier than a lot of people thought it would. Um, but he's quick. He's got good feet. He can get past. He can clearly get past defenders. You know, running for that many yards. I know Stanford have got a very, very good offensive line. You know, regularly, but still to be able to do what what he did that season and get to the second place in the Heisman Trophy race is really, really good. Um, like I say, the the issue they have is it could be picking up injuries, but anybody can pick up injuries you yeah. never know what's going to happen it's a roughly tough spot isn't it it's not like you exactly but he's elusive and he's got really good acceleration he can go from 0 to 60 pretty pretty fast and hopefully it works out for him because again picked up late in the in the draft due to injury which is a consistent thing that we've seen and you can't blame teams they need to make sure that they've got the best opportunity to win but like I say it's a bit sad for, for Bryce to 
being round four when he could have been in round two. I wouldn't have thought he'd be in round one just because of how the league's going at the minute with the look of, you know, running backs that are seen in a not a negative way but not a value. Yeah, they're not not a value not a commodity commodity anymore. Ten a penny, it almost feels like there are special cases of those, so there are special so, running backs out there. Let's say Quan and Josh Jacobs get looked at as a value. I, mean, I don't think Josh Jacobs would be picked up in the first round if the Raiders didn't have three picks though. Yeah. But yeah. No, so that's me wrapped up on the NFC East. I didn't go into as much detail as I have been with um, with this week's, but I'm trying to make sure you're all still awake at the end. <laughs> right, okay, that's us done. Uh, if you enjoyed it, give us a subscribe. If you don't, you, you know what, fan. you know what you are. <laughs> right, thank you very much. See yeah, you next time. Being cheesy. <laughs>